Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. What's up, junk jockeys and scum lords? It's 110 degrees outside, and I can't see the sun. Um, hi, I'm Matthew. Uh, we're talking about hardware today, and Dave's here. Hi, Dave. How's it going? <laughs> I, I've been waiting for the rain. Yeah, I, uh, well, it's coming. It's coming. It's uh, nothing but wildfire <laughs> smoke up here right now. So it feels like the movie that we watched a little bit. It's just... Oh man! If it only it would rain. I can. I, my, when I dream, I hear the sound of rain on the window. <laughs> it's really tell me of your homeworld, Usul. They're like really trying to do that, and you can't. You can't. Um, yeah, today's uh, movie, uh, this week's movie, uh, is uh, Hardware, uh, directed by Richard Stanley. Which what year was this? This is definitely. Uh, 1990? Yeah? Is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why yeah. I said that like a question. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 1990. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it shows every bit of its 1990-ness. Um, and although Richard Stanley would go on to direct some really fantastic films before he gets canceled off the face of the earth, uh, as he should be, um, this one is, is uh, a baffling treat. <laughs> it's hard to describe. Um, it's Trigun by way of Tarkovsky. Uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty apt. I think they even talk about the zone. Mm-hmm, they do. They say the zone several times, and they have that nice like Trigun slide guitar while a dude in sunglasses trapes across an all red desert at the beginning. Um, yeah, too bad you yeah. didn't have some donuts. Uh, I know, or a Thomas. I love those things. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so David, you've seen this film before, yeah? I've seen this uh at least 3 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily when I was younger. Um I I would think so not not when it came out. Um I want to my best guess is I probably saw this around 1996 the first time. So it's like 15, which is a good time to watch this. Like that it was that that time period where this was cool mm-hmm. um, and and put nostalgia goggles firmly on my head because rewatching this for this episode, um, I remembered maybe 10 minutes of the movie and it was like the only few good parts and then realized, oh, <laughs> I don't remember any of the rest of this film. So it was kind of like watching it with fresh eyes, fresh 2023 20, eyes where that didn't age the movie well yeah um yeah it's been a few years since i watched this one as well and i just forgot how much undercranked padding there was in this like whenever they want to underline a scene they just slow that camera down and they play that same like you know vocal like lamentation whatever that they play behind everything uh it's actually a piece of classical music i it's it's in the uh credits but uh, i forget what it's actually called and um 
yeah, but it, they just play that same musical sting every time. <laughs> they want to focus on something blowing up but still being beautiful. It's uh, so that the little the the little musical bit that goes. I watched parts of this at like one point five speed, mm-hmm. um, which didn't like all <laughs> that did was make the movie feel like it was moving at a normal pace, and then I would like turn it back for the dialogue, mm-hmm. and that music was going, and I was like whoa it's just really slow whereas when you speed it up it sounds like it should normally sound it's uh, like the it, sped up version of it i feel like they slowed it down and maybe they didn't um yeah no i, I i'm not sure it, it sounds better when it's faster <laughs> it like uh feels like a direct inspiration for uh what's that drug that they use in the dread movie slow-mo i think they slow-mo. call it yeah. yeah where everything just goes to that like celestially slow speed well um, i mean atmospherically and setting wise uh it feels like they may have pulled some of what they were doing with mega city one in the mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. um from this for sure yeah like I mean, if you were to do it competently and make it more interesting well this was uh originally published uh right oh no uh this got uh the filmmakers sued because they thought it was uh somebody who wrote a short story entitled shock s-h-o-k um that appeared in a judge dread annual uh said that this movie just stole their idea like whole hog um, oh, from the from the Judge Dread. Yeah, uh, it was a short story that was in Judge Dread, and when this movie came out, they're like, "Hey, they stole our story." So the 2000 can... AD similarities are not by accident. Okay, not not coincidence. Yeah, I can see that. I could also see that it came out of like a heavy metal. Um, oh bit, yeah, like metal harlot. That's what mm-hmm. this feels like. That heavy metal school of look at this cool robot. Hey, a hot chick. What is a plot? We don't need that. Yeah, it's like um. <laughs> French sci-fi. <laughs> I mean, Metal Harlan's French, so it's yes. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like they they have there's a lovemaking scene, and it goes on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And but it's not like it. It's a weird. It's like a music video. Like, yeah, I don't know it, has, what to well, it, it has a public image limited song playing in the background, which is just like basically a repeating phrase in a drum machine. Uh, and like it felt like a music video because just the flashing lights and whatever. But by the end of it, because of the just like the worst pervert on earth is is in this film, and anything that would have been sensual about that scene, absolutely it, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, gone. because it's gone, it's gone, like, gone, gone, gone. We have a five minute scene, and then two of those minutes is this nasty pervert like. <laughs> narrating like what he thinks is going it's just like okay yeah licking his like herpes out broken mouth while putting on yeah. rubber gloves and taking pictures from across like a courtyard of this couple oh my god yeah it's it's nasty we'll, and then you there. got it's a double voyeur thing it's him being a voyeur mm-hmm. and then it's the robot <laughs> it's watching true. this going on uh. which is actually like truly made in our image so it, it is but the, the, that that's a plot significant point with the robot watching right yeah that's true and this robot is not yeah. made in our image because this robot is indeed a demon 
which I can prove through uh, several things that I found on this rewatch, um, that I was just like, oh, that's really blatant. And how did? Oh I yeah, not no, it's in like the circuitry every other time. Yeah, <laughs> like they're not there's even a, pretending. There's a pentagram circuit, and then there's a bunch yeah. of other cool stuff. Like its serial number it starts with B A A L, Bal, mm-hmm. which is the yeah, spider-legged, three-let, three-headed demon that reassembles itself after being cut up. So like, yeah. oh, all right, and yeah, there's just like a couple others. There's like Bible references and stuff in here, and uh, that I'll go back to. I think it's the Lesser Key of Solomon references that are in here as well. Um, yeah yeah so it's just a demon robot um it's just it's a strange film because there are three antagonists and maybe not any protagonists they're just bystanders uh we have like the the monster pervert we have a killer robot and we have a a, i think it's the united states still i'm not sure it's post-apocalyptic the government's like the United States. Yeah, we're gonna sterilize. Uh, oh yeah, because they're talking about going to New York City, where it's like completely irradiated to like loot it. Um, and uh, yeah, the government wants to sterilize everyone because you know food There's is too scarce, much population. Our scarce population is out of control, and just the world is a desert. It's just been nuked to nothing. Yeah, they can't uh, they can't feed the existing populace, so they have to cull it. Um, right. So more and, people can well, so that the one percent can like survive. Yeah. So are these Mark Thirteen robots? Is that their purpose, or was this just a war robot that somebody brought home like a lost puppy? No, it's their purpose, and um, there's a, okay. a, a there's a public um, infomercial, the public uh, news announcement at the end mm-hmm. of the film voiceover that is saying that the mark 13 program was uh ironed out and the, is now being subsidized by or the funding is being reinstated by the government um and they're on their 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 production line the production facility is coming online which will um increase or which will start the production of the mark 13s but it will provide jobs and security for all the the people um, while wow. simultaneously <laughs> eliminating the population, but people don't know that that's what it's for. So they're they're going to be engineering their own destruction by building these Mark 13s. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the I, last like right before the credits is rolling. Um, gotcha. Voiceover. I I must have been taking notes this time, but um, yeah. This it's it's uh, it's a film that happens in stages. Uh, the first stage of this film is wow this world is cool i can't wait to spend time with these cool characters uh that guy's got a samurai sword um on his backpack uh there's like les claypool wearing a gas mask comes in from the desert um like there's all this cool stuff happening and then that ends uh and then the second half uh second part of this movie is inside the apartment which is uh i don't know the size of a, a small warehouse but also a single bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then the third part of this movie is uh, we needed to pad out this runtime. So let's put this robot in slow-mo as somebody runs through the house and uh, use the rest of our budget on really, really gory kills um, for characters that don't matter. Uh, and, you know, uh, there's fun to be had here for sure. Is it a good film? TBD. Uh, 
But um, yeah, I guess we could start talking about this first section, though. Uh, as um, our first character, I think he's just called the Nomad or something so, like that, right? Yeah, and as a, it's not even a, like a side; it's it's a, a clarification, I guess. So mm-hmm. the dude playing the Nomad um is carl mccoy who is apparently the front man for fields of nephilim which is a there you are a cult um heavy metal band sure um now before richard stanley directed hardware he did a bunch of the music videos for fields of nephilim oh which makes sense and that's probably why the cinematography makes this look like a music video that's true this whole thing does in, look like a music portions. video and, and he just decided to put a bunch of hard rockers uh, yeah. in the uh, yeah. metal it, metal it is chock-a-block with, uh, like, metal slash punk slash, you know, that, those kind of bands. There's, like, you know, weird weird art bands. Uh, yeah, kinda, Guar yeah. and... Uh, Guar, Iggy Motorhead. Pop, Motorhead. Uh, uh, I think Ministry has a song in this. Um, yeah, good shit. Uh, which is always fun to hear on a soundtrack. Um, I know that the world in general is getting really sick of needle drops, but it feels really quaint in this because each artist, like Iggy Pop does the radio in the morning and he's just like, yo, what's up, fuck nuts? And he just like yells about just, you know, that very Iggy Pop style of yelling at people and then just says, here's a here's a tune and then plays one of his own. And then when Lemmy is introduced as, like, the water taxi driver, he goes, hey, you guys like music? And he just puts on his own song. And <laughs> it's just, it's all really cute. I love that. <laughs> it's just Richard Stanley going, yeah, man, have fun. Go right ahead. Yeah. Um, but the beginning is, uh, yeah. Uh, so this this nomad coming in, uh, he he takes a really long time to unearth a robot that's been buried out in the sand. Uh, our titular hardware, um, and he brings it back to a city where we kind of cut to two other guys walking around, Moses and Shades. Um, uh, Moses is played by uh, Dylan McDermott. Uh, who, like, for the life of me, if I wasn't looking at the screen, I thought it was Hayden Christensen. Um, they put on, like, that same affect. Uh, but this Hayden Christensen loves sand, uh, as opposed to the other one. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's how you tell them apart. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I got you with that one. Um, uh. and, uh, Shades here, looking all the world like Nicholas D. Wolfwood, uh, but who does a lot of cocaine. Um, uh, like, and this was before I think Trigun came out, so who knows who pulled what from where? Uh, but it gives that vibe at first. At first, yes, it, it's it's Trigun the Maxim. Yeah, but then immediately Shades becomes like the least reliable character ever. Uh, Sh- Shades this entire time is talking about going to New York City and like, uh, stealing people's dentistry out of their mouths to sell on the black market and stuff like that. Well, he he Re- wants to go back into space. Shit. He's like a spacer. Yeah, yeah. Which again, and he hates being on Earth. And I'd he's love just to see that to, bigger like... movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So but... this is um, it's like, yeah, Blade Runner by way of Trigun. Hmm. Because it's pulling a lot of a lot of Blade Runner. 
there's even uh there's the promo material and some of the special features on this like they have a flying cop car and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. he's not even pretending to not be doing no. Blade Runner. and it has but the budget's like, just not here for it <laughs> yeah and there's like the ads like uh like the total recall ad like visit the off-world colonies blah 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 yeah um it, it like ads like that um the a lot of neon yeah this whole steez i just absolutely yeah. love and no, it's love it's like the, when they show when they show the city the very bits of it you see i mean it's like it's apocalyptic mm-hmm. it is just ruination but it's people still surviving yeah it's and they're just scraping by and it's like it's like a black market thriving inside of this apartment building that had been run through by some like gang members, like crashed a car through it. And so the whole thing is just like all busted open on the bottom and people are just, there's a dude doing like a meat butcher shop, like Mm -hmm. in the foyer. It's like, it's good set dressing. Yeah. Uh, It sets up like a world that you think is going to be, Big, like extant, you, like something you're gonna, gonna, you're gonna get to learn about do. more, yeah. But that, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Well, it is, it's just not in like the movie, it's in, it's in like the um promo materials, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, ha- had there been more of like a or some kind of web presence at the time, there was an internet, but it wasn't like it's barely AOL kind of stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have you, you that didn't see the web comic like on the DarpaNet spot or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you caught a TV spot or something, uh, it's all been relegated to, to um, like DVD special features. And even on the Blu-ray, which the transfer was really good, uh, I will say, but there's no subtitles, which I found to be quite lacking. Yeah, that is a bummer because because uh, the, the soundtrack. Here, I don't, yeah. It's in stereo, but it felt like it was a mono mix. I could barely hear it even with headphones on. Uh the mixing isn't great either. The uh uh like the music like is on top of people talking. Yeah. So much. Uh and that that it gets annoying and like but honestly, I don't really think a lot of people say a lot of stuff of substance in this, so it's kind of okay. Uh, there everything's ADR. Uh, almost almost every yeah. bit of dialogue has been ADR, and even if, though it's ADR, it's not clear. Um, so it's just kind of people like like with their mouths half closed, being upset with each other for the first half of this. They're all trying to be tough. Uh, Mo and Shades are trying to sell a bunch of crap they found in the desert to this guy Alvi, um, uh, who I guess is just like the junk shop dealer or whatever. Uh, and Alvi has like perfect speech. He is absolutely clear, and he is the only one in the room that is clear. And it's very funny uh, the way that they completely ADR'd this dude like more than ever. I'm not really sure why. Um, but uh, that nomad fella walks in, uh, and they out. Alvi's gone for a minute, and Mo outbids him for uh, the robot parts. And he just leaves. Uh, the character that we spent like the first, I don't know, five minutes of the film with uh, just walks out of the movie. See you later. Um, and he's gone. 
Yeah, it was it was weird going back to watch that part because for some reason I just thought because I'd watched this so long ago, I was like, oh, obviously Mo is going to be the dude that was out. In the, no, he's mm-hmm. not that much of a go getter. <laughs> he just nope. he just t- took advantage of a situation. Yeah, um, as it, he seems to keep doing, and he's just he like did. a deadbeat dude. He like yeah. he he's lying about some government contracts that he said that he was on, but he got let go. It's just a big mess. Mm-hmm. This guy, he's not a solid dude. No, uh, it is Christmas Eve, so this is technically a Christmas movie. So if you're tired of Die Hard, uh, please enjoy Hardware. Um, but uh, so he decides to take advantage of the situation the way he always does, and he saves the this head of this robot. He sells the rest of the parts to Alvy, um, to give to his girlfriend Jill, uh, who after like another long sequence of them walking through some cool alleys and into the apartment building where Jill lives um, and them getting checked out with a Geiger counter and all sorts of stuff. Uh, he gives her the head as a Christmas present because we get introduced to Jill, who is a, a metal artist. And um, I'm I'm just going uh, to be frank here. She's really bad at it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I know. Wa- so I'm watching that whole movie. scene, and I'm going. Matthew's watching this, and this is what he works with. I'm going. I don't. This is my life. I'm a metal artist. I this felt that it wasn't great. Yeah. No. Uh, that flame's got way too much acetylene. You're not gonna. You're not gonna cut anything without enough oxygen. And like, she's just kind of running the torch over an already cut piece of steel and not cutting it. And every time she turns on a torch, uh, her fuel to air ratio is just all messed up. Um. So. We're just gonna get that out of the way. That I'm like, it's a movie. I can't be mad at anybody except for the person in charge of the tools. Yeah. Um, I'm going. Should she be doing this in her apartment? I don't. Uh... No. No. <laughs> and she has some safety gear on, but none of the right ones, which is like the best part. So. <laughs> uh, and for like, there's like a part after, uh, like after the sex scene and whatever. Um, uh, that she's just like up like grinding on something and she changes out her cutting disc like four times i know this this bothers no one else i'm the only person in the world that this is an issue for but i'm just like girl what are you doing to your cutting discs <laughs> how do they keep breaking what are you doing <laughs> yeah all right i'm done i've used this a few times and i'm like no we have the same disc on there for a very long time it's like yeah. it's not the thing you're the thing you're grinding on isn't going to be tearing through it like that yeah it shouldn't be you got a real problem yeah because you're supposed to be cutting the thing with the with the grinder yeah (laughs) it's harder than the thing you're you're working on so it's not just gonna it's not gonna wear out on some like little little bits of tin or whatever you got or some and some dolls yeah baby doll heads which she just like melts in a closed room (laughs) just melting plastic yeah great great job that's why moe's still passed out (laughs) yeah he sleeps through all that yeah yeah, like, yeah did so- I hear rain? No, you heard the fucking grinder going on yeah. for at, at one o'clock. And then the music she had, she didn't have headphones on. She had the, the thing blaring. Yeah, that like it's a guar music video, but it's not a guar song playing, which yeah. really like threw me. Uh but whatever. Um uh yeah, so she's like blasting music and grinding on stuff and whatever. And this is after so when Shades and Mo go to her house, and then she's just like, Great, get out of here, Shades. She didn't then, even say that. Shades no. backs up on his own because he's a solid bro, and he was very uncomfortable. He was like, yeah. uh... And 
I, I feel like there was a whole ignored subplot of Shades like secretly crushing on yeah, Alvy. He, he's definitely Not in Alvy. love. Um, Alvy and uh, Jill. Jill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> secretly crushing on Alvy. Yeah. yeah uh, no, on <laughs> Jill. Fan fiction. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I, um, don't worry, Mo. I've been watching her. Uh, I've been watching her while you were gone. She she doesn't leave her apartment. She stays um, holed up in there and she's safe and like locked in. And mm-hmm. I'm always watching her, and I—it's like it sounded so skeevy. And then Mo's like, "Oh yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> thanks yeah. for watching her while it's I was solid gone, bro. Thanks, man." I'm yeah. like, "I don't, dude. No, the thing he's saying is weird." Yeah, everybody says weird shit. This and movie. he wears his sunglasses at night all the time, mm-hmm. all the so time. he can watch her. <laughs> like he doesn't take them off ever. That's I wanted very... him to have like weird robot eyes. Yeah, because the fact that he was wearing them in like dark rooms and then he was like doing yoga or LSD guided meditation or whatever later with only his shades on, uh, just, yeah, just real, real strange character. Uh, who knows what the hell's going on there? Uh, but yeah, she like, he like backs away and is like, I gotta go. And then they do this protracted he, he sex crawls. scene. He like, yeah, he like practically back, backs away, but like, it's a weird, I don't know. He's like holding onto the walls weirdly. Mm-hmm. Like he's not on drugs at that point. He's yeah, just not yet. a weird dude. Yeah. Um. And uh, during during the love, we get introduced to another antagonist in this film. Uh, William Hootkins playing uh, Lincoln, uh, which uh, we just refer to as Porkins because I'm sorry, that's your most famous role. But uh, this guy could be called Porkins, and it would be the same character. Um, <laughs> he's gross. Uh, he looks like he's dressed like Dennis Nedry from Jurassic Park. Uh, he is With very a ponytail. Yeah, he's got a ponytail. He's got like uh, like exposed sores on his mouth. Uh, he's just like like greasy, like an amphibian. Uh, I just he's sweaty. It's oh yeah, very sweaty. So, he's in a he's in a dark room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, props because good, good job, good job doing this role. Mm-hmm. You, you love to hate him. Like, yeah. if you want a skeevy man, like this is, yeah, you did a really good job because he's in a tons of ton of movies and he's a character actor, and he doesn't do this. Yeah, he's he in a lot of here. good he movies. Brought, he brought everything he had to the table, and it was absolutely terrible. Uh, but yeah, uh, he says really terrible things while taking uh, voyeuristic pictures of the couple uh, and his like black room, his dark room apartment is just filled with photos developed of her. Oh, he has um, all of her like baby clothes or something. Uh, yeah, he has like just all of her stuff that she's ever thrown out or gotten rid of or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. Maybe it's like the art stuff, but he had like several yeah. pairs of shoes that looked Lots like they were shoes. increasing size. Like, did he, yep. he's been watching her since she was a bit, it's real weird. And we later found out that he's the dude who installed the security system. It was yeah. his well, job. The thing, he, just, he just met her then. So that m- maybe that's her art supplies. Yeah, that, that would make more sense. Yeah, cause because it was he's like, like oh, three years ago or something. Yeah, he like gives the exact time. No, yeah, he's like, oh, that was at this date, and it's been this many yeah. minutes since we first met, and you, you gave, gave me a coffee. Cup of or coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, now I, I am absolutely obsessed with you, and you know nothing about me. Yeah, oh. it's just 
uh, just the worst, just the worst, just so uncomfortable. And just like saying horrible, demeaning things, calling her and like, just like, you know, uh, he was being nasty, being nasty on the phone, uh, showing up to her place. Um, and it's a video yeah. phone. So he's like, he has this, um, cardboard, it's like a, it's a photo cutout. Mm-hmm. of like a, a like a collage magazine and his eye is like peeking through it and he's like it's me your boyfriend mo mo you know your boyfriend is like what this dude is so gross it's like what i don't understand his purpose in the movie like, i think what's like he, what's he doing to like further the plot i don't in in like slasher movies and whatever there's always yeah, that yeah if, if it's You're like rooting a yellow uh, or something like he, yeah yeah he would be the murderer we need to but... demonstrate what murder bot can do and we need and uh, while we while need getting fodder. the most like yeah we don't want to oh, yeah. kill a nice person yeah psychological <laughs> bang for your buck uh you, you want this man to be fed like face first into a wood chipper you're just like waiting for it yeah um and you get it you do he gets killed so hard um <laughs> it's uh it's pretty good um but uh not quite yet um she's finished making her sculpture she paints an american flag on this robot head uh because she's banksy now um uh she uh mo leaves uh after reading so uh, um yeah. uh uh, uh Al- alvi yeah oh that's right Alvy. that's right in like right. the middle of the night and he's like you gotta come down here man i i've got i've got the info you've got i've got the stuff you have to know mm-hmm. because br- bring the whole robot because he is so um mo he left him a couple pieces like the, a hand yeah, but he I had the rest it's... of it with him because yeah. he brought the whole bag mm-hmm. which so I thought about this as the movie was playing and I'm like, uh, dude, shades is like for, for as like wiry as he is, he's hella strong. He was carrying that whole robot in that bag. That's true. Yeah. It's not without, a small like, robot. breaking a sweat. And that, that was a lot of metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And each part of this robot has its own battery death and motors function. and yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. And death function. Um, because, uh, yeah, uh, the hand is running around Alvi's shop, uh, and it, like it couldn't just be a death robot. Like, sure, death robot, cool. Hey, how about a venomous death robot? <laughs> it's, neuro- it's, full, it's full of neurotoxin. Yeah, that that makes you like high and happy while you're dying. In like, like three seconds, you die like immediately. Yeah. Uh, so it's just not just like a robot that's covered in blades and flamethrowers and whatever. <laughs> it's gonna poison you. <laughs> it's just like such a hat on a hat. I really I love the hardware robot. Um, it's just really really strange. Um, so I think I think that this predated Tetsuo. Let me double check that. I could be wrong. Tetsuo the Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it did not. So that makes sense. Uh, Tetsuo came out in 1989. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of time for some cross pollination. Oh, um, sure. Tetsuo has the definitive dick drill in a robot movie. Mm-hmm. This robot also <laughs> has a dick drill. It sure does, um, and uses it. 
the entire time it, I'm thinking, oh, it's Tetsuo. Your his love will um, d- destroy the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever the line is. Like it's like our love will rule the world. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, um, this uh, robot comes to life. Well, the parts of it are coming to life on its own. Uh, they can pull power from anywhere, including the sun, um, which is. Uh, why it was bare or you know like it, it didn't come yeah. to life because it was completely under the sand mm-hmm. yeah somebody figured out how to get rid of this thing or stop it um, just by burying it just by burying it uh, apparently it's also flawed in its housing it can't handle humidity which is not an issue outside like because at all it ever. never rains yeah um so yeah, a, a water-starved world, and we still have a sex scene in the shower. I I need to talk about Moe's robot hand for just a minute, if we can just... Um, <laughs> That's plugged into his forearm? Yeah, they they made this prop, which is just a big old Nintendo Power Glove. Um, It's huge. It makes his hand, like, twice the size of what it should be. <laughs> it's just massive. And anything that he does when he, like, touches Jill or whatever has to be with a robot hand. And <laughs> he doesn't use his regular hand. He uses he that big metal glove. He uses a big dumb robot hand that, that is like spray painted silver. And it just like yeah, it's it really needs to be seen to be believed how like you know that she's just like, come on, just can you not use the robot hand tonight? <laughs> you're not touching with your robot hand you're gonna i, I, I need oxytocin something. my guy please don't touch me with the robot hand anymore i'm getting freaked out <laughs> it's touch capacitive you can feel it. yeah i it guess has, it gives haptic feedback yeah <laughs> uh he was in the the core or the army or something uh and yeah. I think that's where he lost his arm and probably got discharged uh and that's why he's doing what he's doing now um so he's got all that baggage on him, but he's got that big silly robot hand that just they they feature it prominently. They're proud of this prop, and so I just wanted to give it its time. Uh, um, uh, after Mo leaves, uh, Jill gets up to do more work on her robot, uh, and she pulls out these. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's weed. But it's some sort of like narcotic style drug called Major Good Feels. Um, the there's like little like packaging everything. Cassette futurism isn't the correct term for everything that's going on here. Uh, but the style of packaging that all of her stuff is in, like uh, I should have written down what the milk was called. The milk had a really good name. Oh, it was something weird. It was like soy. Yeah, soy lacta or something. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. The major good feels really good. It was like government issued smokable narcotics just to keep the population uh like calm. Copacetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then she's drinking uh bug like, coffee. Yeah, yeah, like bug coffee or bug tea. There's a percolator full of dragonflies. Um just like really cool concepts that could like that's how you make a Star Wars, right? You play the weird chess game that has little monsters on it that doesn't make sense and is only there for three minutes, but now like it's iconic. It's an iconic thing. And there was like so many things in this movie that if it were a better film, the bug tea would have its whole backstory by now and there'd be like 
a mobile game you could play where you brewed your own. But like, like you know, it's that kind of detail that somebody was thinking about all this stuff, and I think that's why this is kind of a cult classic. Is the yeah? So this this future, um, aside from like the Blade Runner vibe, uh, also reminds me of the blue collar future in um, Alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love that aesthetic as well, and which they did really good with the Alien Isolation. Um, uh, when they when they did that, as a as a completely irrelevant side note. Mm-hmm. But no, it's that it's that same like you're just a trucker, but you do it in space now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you got to deal with. I mean, she doesn't have a fancy job. She doesn't have a job. She's actually like that. That's part of the point of contention is she's on welfare. Mm-hmm. And but every, everybody is. You everybody know, is. Like, I mean, yeah. Um, even Lincoln was like, the last time I worked was four years ago, and. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's a big issue, and that's that's the whole point of them, in the end, going. Oh, we have uh, new factories up, which will which will employ people to actually mm-hmm. kill everyone else. <laughs> yeah, because they. Yeah, the death factory, yep. of course. Hmm. Um, I think this is where Alby bites it. Uh, he gets stung by the, the hand spider of this robot. Um. Oh, it's the worst too, because I, I was just um today, as a matter of fact, I was reading or I guess listening to a um in, in the horror anthology by Brian Hodge. And in that there is a um a short story where the protagonist is mentioning um the uh the grizzly man. The mm-hmm. the one where the guy went off with his girlfriend and they, yeah the Werner Herzog yeah one yeah where they were mm-hmm. they he was hanging out with the bear and the bear killed them both but there was an audio log never listen to this I mean, you should never hear yeah. this. Ne- never listen to this yeah exactly that I mean that's what that's what the the book or the story um it mentioned that and then that kind of thing happens to the protagonist where he has that sort of log that mm-hmm. he ends up hearing and just it, it ruins everything for him because it oh, was like geez. his girlfriend. Yeah. Um so that's what happens here. It happens twice in this movie because Moses oh, yeah, does yeah, it twice. again. Yeah. Yeah. So weird weird pull uh, coincidentally from something else. Yeah, weird connections everywhere. But yeah, Alvi uh records himself talking well, he's about... doing a recording to to do to oh, yeah, um, document it. the That's his right. his findings because he's he's hacking into like a database and getting um the the stuff off the chip and it keeps telling oh don't look any further this is government property and he keeps mm-hmm. digging i mean and that's not what kills him the thing comes back to life but yeah um but that gets all recorded so later on when mo shows up uh to to Alvi's summons uh, and finds him dead. He knows what did it, and he knows that Jill's in trouble, and then it takes him, like, an hour to get there. <laughs> like, I don't know how far apart these two things are, but uh, it takes him a long time to get back. Um, uh, at this point, is this when Jill is attacked? I think so. Yeah, because she is, she's sleeping, and we get, well, she's, like, you know, I, I for, like, somehow I missed that she was smoking the good stuff and yep. uh was like narcissistic <laughs> it's like a narcotic sleep yeah she's knocked out she's knocked um, out right 
But it's uh, the oh. whole like, oh, you fall asleep with a cigarette in your hand and then she gets woken up by it like burning her because it, mm-hmm. it, it went down to the It's the a little alarm clock. Cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> what a good yeah. friend. Um, um, oh, yeah, she coincidentally wakes up yeah. like at the exact moment that the murder robot is going to buzzsaw her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's a, she- it's a creeper robot too and it just stares at her for like I don't know, an hour. Yeah. Yeah, as it's like reassembling itself out of all of her tools and most of her sculpture. And uh, I don't know if the thing it puts back together is 100% itself or not, but it like. I don't think so. I think it added things to itself. Yeah. Um, And it. it, I don't know that all of it was gathered from the desert. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it says, yeah, according to Alvi's thing, which is a great, uh, like, uh, audio log uh you know just says oh it's capable of self-repair it can charge on anything um uh and the the humidity issue it, it like underlines that twice i think um but uh yeah it tries to attack her in the bed somehow her blinds get closed i forget how but that is what makes lincoln come over because he's the well the 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 Mo leaving. the mark 13 closes them Oh, right. Mark Chetan closes them. Uh, Mo leaves. And so Lincoln's like, well, boyfriend's gone, and I can't take photos right now, so I'm going to go over. Because um, the, the power to the apartment shut down. It it right. uh, it overcharged the the power grid. Yeah. Or not yeah, there's, there's it, a it single, like, it. screen that flashes power drain that they show, like, no less than 20 times. Yeah, they um, keep showing it. It's real. Yeah, weird. they just keep showing it. It's just like, like yeah, you know put what's it happening. You don't got to keep showing that. Yeah. Um, like this is a very dark movie. Um, like both like in some themes it presents, but also in like actually how it's shot. Um, v- visually, yeah, yeah, visually dark. So like when the power is being drained, something has to tell us the power is being drained because these there's no ceiling on any of these rooms. Uh, it's obviously a soundstage in a warehouse. And so it's very black up top. Um, so it just makes the entire film feel like you're kind of in a hole the entire time, which I guess this, I mean, they like, had to mega, have somewhere mega to hide city. The yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Gotta have somewhere to hide the puppet. Um, but yeah, Lincoln comes over, uh, gets inside, but does not like hold the door. So it closes and locks again. Um, Jill is uh, trying to defend herself with a blowtorch uh, that she's got on all wrong. Um, I did like that she's using that as a light source and a defense. Yeah, it was cool. And it added a lot to the scene because, like, it was such a dark set. And just having this, like, uh, like uh, underpowered blowtorch going. Well, anytime um, that there's diegetic lighting, uh, because, mm-hmm. of, like, especially with quite a bit older films, you'll have someone, uh, like, they'll they'll have a candle or a lighter. And it's obviously, like, an offset, like, spotlight on them yep <laughs> like yep a flame or thing isn't gonna light up something like that and so th- this is like natural lighting extra mm-hmm. and this whole time it's we're so supposed dark to be like really do much yeah we're supposed to be under the threat of this robot coming back so having all these dark corners everywhere is really cool uh adds a lot of atmosphere uh even though the robot just i guess is just waiting in the other room um, it's real weird. Or... <laughs> the yeah. robot could just murder them like immediately. Yeah. 
He's like, I can't get to that set. Why don't you guys come over to this set? Yeah. Um, He's like, no, we're going to play a game. Would you like to play a game? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. They put the little jigsaw head on this thing. (laughs) It'd be so good. (laughs) Jigs jigsaw Uh, head with an American flag on it. Yeah. Instead of the white face paint. (laughs) Jill, you call yourself an artist, yet everything in your house has no artistic merit. You need to answer for your crimes. Um. Yeah, so uh, this is where uh, Hootkins is singing a terrible song uh, as he's trying to, like, he's, like, trying to, how do, it, it's not, flirt's the wrong word. Uh, no, he's... He's, like, peacocking or, like, one of those horrible pickup artist kind of behaviors where you, like, say way too much about how much you've been obsessing about the woman you're looking at. Uh, he, like, yeah. just get. He like gives away the whole game immediately, uh, and I but don't know. Then thinks she... he's clever about it, which is yeah. worse. I mean, it's it's all it's just real bad. Yeah, like licks her face at one point. Um, just yeah, not not great. Like she should have set him on fire. Um, yeah, and he says he can open the door, but he doesn't want to, uh, because you know he wants her to go back to his place and. You know, uh, for horrible gross reasons. Um, then they go into her giant centralized bedroom, uh, and he sings his dumb song, walks over to the window, and just gets so murdered. Uh, it's the first death in this movie, uh, or no, second death in this movie after Alvy, and uh, like the robot just picks him up and. Like what? It, what does he do first? Does he does he poison him first so he like enjoys the process of being murdered? I don't know that it stuck him with the needles. Um, it 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 crushes his neck maybe, and then it mm-hmm. pokes his eyes out. Yep, and then Dick drills him through his whole body. Yeah, like just chunks. It must, uh, it, I think it must have like injected him because he's like screaming, but not quite yet. Mm-hmm. He's definitely being drilled. Yeah. And then his eyes get gouged out, and then he just like gets ripped in half. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't make it. <laughs> he doesn't make it. And it's a big mess. And it's not, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Uh, this entire time, um, <laughs> like there's like this running gag of there's this Chinese family underneath her apartment. And every time she's like grinding or making noise with the machinery. Uh, this woman is just hitting the uh, ceiling with the broom to tell her to shut up in like a really well lit room, which means that yeah. her apartment just she keeps it moody and shitty on purpose. <laughs> like her apartment looks like the apocalypse in the downstairs apartment looks like it's like 1989. <laughs> it just doesn't, yeah. you know, <laughs> so it's kind which of funny. Super and- weird. because It doesn't fit the vibe of the rest of the building, which looks like it's just going to fall apart. Like, a, yeah, it, it looks like it should be condemned. Like, imagine if you just, like, went to your neighbors for sugar, and you open the door, and it's fucking Blade Runner 2049 in there, and there's just, like, bleak, there's a hologram, the air is thick. You're like, what are you, why did you decorate it this way? Why did you make this choice? If this art is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so... so. I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back the hell up. Um, All right, because it's an important conversation. So, so Mo 
and Jesse, what the hell's her name? Um, Jill. Jill. Yeah. Which is, I don't want to remember her name. She's actually the, she's the protagonist. She's the protagonist. She's the main yes. character. Yeah. So Moe sucks. Yeah. Moe's not. Moe's don't, don't get it garbage. twisted. That guy sucks. Um, so Moe is like, they're, they're talking and then I think they're fine. They, they make up and then they make out. Mm-hmm. And then they have like a so their relationship looks like it's been on and again, off again for like years or months or so. It's probably a combination of those. He's gone yeah. for a long time, then he comes back, and then they fight about stuff. Uh, it's not a healthy relationship. Um, but then, like they're talking and it's fine, and then all of a sudden, like Mo flips his lid. And it feels like it's out of character and just starts like whining. Yeah. And it's weird. And then he's it, complaining about stuff and they're both talking about the, how they don't want kids. And then they start talking about the, um, the, the new potential um, government crackdown on mm-hmm. um, anyone having more than 1.5 kids. Yeah, sterilization programs. Yeah, and yep. then they'll like they'll Ask kill people if they have more. Like, it's just like a whole big yeah. thing. And they both start getting really upset about it. And then they're both independently going, "We never wanted kids anyway." Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And what is it? You're, you're, you're not irradiated for that. With, and then they like, get yeah, yeah. They're getting mad at each other over that. So it's been obviously a point of contention. Mm-hmm. And. I think that I don't remember who one of them is like, you know, don't, Oh, it, it, it's her. She's like, don't, um, I think bringing children into this world is like, a um, that, 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 that's evil. Mm-hmm. Like because of the state of the world, like you're just punishing anyone else that you create as a life. Right. I think, I think she was saying that, which is like, a, no, like, it's understandable. Like, sem- like okay, it's a yeah, you argument. get it. Cause like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, when you're but then, yeah, to have he, he starts getting upset. And then you think that I, I keep thinking that, oh, he's mad because she doesn't want kids. And he does. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, I don't want kids. I'm like, well, so <laughs> why are you getting upset at her when that was not the, like, you're both in agreement. Mm-hmm. Script says like, I don't upset. understand. He's doing it. <laughs> but he's just That's... whining. And it's like, what? Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. what happens is I think he's upset because he doesn't have he he's lying to her because he doesn't have a job. Yeah, and that would he, make sense. Because his point of contention or the point that he's like, you don't um, you're making this art that I don't understand, but you're also not selling it. Mm-hmm. You're not like bringing any money in, which what does it matter? Because this is her apartment like this, is her place. Yeah. Like he's not paying for it. He and feels like he can, is because he's bringing her junk that he could have sold for credits and whatever else. But, I mean, he spent money on it, so. Yeah, but that's that whole, like, if I put enough attention coins into this woman, she owes me something. Like, Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's not, like, it's not good. It's not good, yeah. And it's not his business because he's been gone for months or whatever, and she's, he's not paying, he's not like the sugar daddy. He doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, so at this he's point, not, like. Yeah, a switch. Yeah, something he's not flips bringing in anything to the table. Yeah, and he's a different character for the rest of the film. Almost becomes a zealot 
in a weird way. Uh, well, I mean, like, he's Moses. He, he is. <laughs> like, you know, you're not to... wrong. He does crack <laughs> a Bible after he sees that it's called the Mark 13 to read uh, Mark 13, 20. No flesh shall be spared. Which is real. Like, it's a weird pull. Like. Yeah. Now, ha- having not seen this in a while. And mm-hmm. they said the Mark 13, that was not my first. I mean, they, it's obviously abbreviated. It's, it's, you know, it stands for something. I don't remember yeah. what they said it stands for something. It's always like a backronym. But um, he's like, the first thing he does is, oh, Mark 13. Oh, it's got to be in the Bible. Like, what? Yeah. Why is that what you reach for? Because that could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Like Mark 13, that just means it's the 13th, like, iteration of something. Yeah. But uh, not, oh, I got to go check the Bible. It's, it's what's that term hanging a lantern on it hanging a lamp on it it's the filmmaker going look look what yeah. we did look at the research yeah, it's been we did. lamp shaded or whatever yeah whatever uh you know just to make it real obvious that they're the smart smart boys uh yeah, but they already they they already did that because that was points. like the opening quote of the movie that's you know what you're not wrong um <laughs> um yeah, so uh, Mo comes back now with yeah. uh, Shades, uh, who has taken, like, the last hit of Super LSD that they scored, like, months ago or something like that. I, I, I wish I'd written down what the name of this stuff was. But he's like, we scored this at this time, and I'm taking yeah, it. It looks like now. Dream Dust or something. Dream Dust. And you just see him, like, put the little LSD tab in his, in his mouth while he's doing uh, just, like, I don't know what. It's not yoga. It's similar. Um, in, it's in like, like a kimono Vajirana something. That's what yeah. the iconography he had was. Mm-hmm. It's Tibetan. Yeah, uh, but he's just tripping. Uh, yes, so he's hardcore. Moses tripping. sends shades first, but shades doesn't really do a great job. Uh, and he's, then there's... he's out of his gourd. He's like That's trying true. to even get there. You know what? The fact that he got there. No, uh, it's impressive because yeah. Moses like put on some pants before you go because you're butt ass naked. And yeah, he's in his little skivvies. And then he goes to put, he puts a one leg in and then just passes out. And I'm surprised he even got back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get uh, introduced to the building security, uh, which are two fellows yeah, that two are dudes wearing playing chess. Yeah, they're playing chess. Uh, they're wearing football pads. So it's obviously like, uh, uh, like ramshackle. It's, you security. know, Escape from New York body armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's an older guy and a younger guy. The, they do the chess analogy that winning requires sacrifice, which, boy, do they drive that into the ground by the end of this film. Um, I just have written down after this, ah, yeah, fractals. Uh, so somebody was watching oh. fractals on TV. I think that was Shades, because I was just like, hell yeah, fractals. I'm glad the movie took it. a break I so po- I could see I think these. it pops up as a, like a, a dream thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's watching it. I think it just shows up on the screen because he's tripping. It was just a treat, just for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> like a screensaver. It's like, what's going I on? I know. It's great. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, this is when uh, the door opens up and <laughs> guns are the answer, kids. Uh, and everyone just like unloads on the robot in the in her room. Uh, the two security guides, Shades and Moses, are all just they have the infinite shotgun cheat on Um, they're just (laughs) unloading round after round into this robot Um, man, things get really like confusing at this point Uh, Okay, so we gotta back up, we missed 
yeah i'm sure we missed a bunch stuff. because everything that happens in her apartment just seems like it all happens at the exact same time yeah so um, right before before shades gets there mm-hmm. um she gets to do the protagonist she's like oh the, right, she Ripley. the predator thing yeah yes and the predator thing so she's being hunted by the the robot in the apartment and she's like i need a weapon i need something i have this torch i don't have the torch anymore mm-hmm. um the one dude is dead uh it's chasing me now and i'm in my weird gross kitchen um i have my turkey carver knife or <laughs> right uh i don't even know what else she grabbed she had something else. She kept like she kept like vacillating between different weapons. Like she's like, mm-hmm. I put this down and get something else. This is not good enough. Yeah, not, nothing's uh, good enough. I think she gets. Oh, I that's what happened. She gets um her her can of uh, uh, propane or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her can of fuel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, so right before that, that's when she 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 she's like this. She's like this fucker's using infrared. <laughs> Or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, how would she? Okay, because his eyes are glowing. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing indicating that, but all right. Um, maybe because turns it's on dark. all her appliances. Yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, she turns everything on that can because it's all like fluctuating with the power. Mm-hmm. Um, but she kicks everything out of her fridge and like climbs into it, and the fridge is really tiny. Like she's barely able to fit in there. Yeah, but um, she's like right by the cold vent, uh, and we find out that yeah it can't quite see her so it's just like trying to smash everything that has a heat signature until it gets over to the fridge and then it's like it can kind of see something but it's not sure so it crushes some can of baby food or whatever yeah it's (laughs) crushing stuff in front of her face i like i'm like is it trying to wait for her to make a noise so it can react to the noise i don't know yeah it's weird it's just retention it's just taunting her they wanted to do alien uh with the thing right in her face like like covering her in goo and whatever but it just yeah it it yeah it 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 it, i think it gets confused Mm -hmm. and runs off or it starts to go and she trips and hits the um she has her fuel canister in the kitchen which seems safe mm-hmm. cuz it like it just she bumps it and it's like and it's like venting the um the gas and she grabs a smaller one and a lighter or whatever and uh or some matches i think she had a book of matches and no uh, it was the book of uh what were those things called uh, the major good feels. She lights oh, those okay. and throws the major good feels. Yeah, she lights them and like chucks it in there, and it it mm-hmm. it doesn't kill her. It just blows up the kitchen, right? <laughs> up the apartment. Yeah, with the robot. Yeah, just the kitchen. Um, with the robot yeah. inside. That's right. Yeah, and the robot's dead, and everything's mm-hmm. fine. And then they bust open the door, and the robot's right behind her because <laughs> yeah, it, right it regenerates. <laughs> And then they just shoot the shit out of it for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, it goes out the window, right? They shoot yeah, it out the it window. Yeah, it gets blasted out the window with a shot, uh, Moe's shotgun. And then everyone is cheering about how good of a job they did um, for, like, way too long. Uh, she, yeah, um, she falls, this is when she falls out 
Uh, is this when she gets it, pulled out? Yeah. 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 They're like, we got it, we got it, we got it. And then it comes back, uh, grabs her, because uh, it's like hanging onto the side of the building, holding onto a power line. Uh, yeah. Pulls, well, it's holding onto the ledge, and then she the falls off mm-hmm. when it pulls her, and then she's hanging onto the power line. Right. And Moses can't grab her with his robot arm because because it would electrocute him. I, the physics here get really wonky. Well, he also can't really reach her. The ledge is real weird. Yeah. Um, and this is when she falls down uh, and like... She uh, only falls a couple feet. It's very yeah, weird. She like Tarzans a little bit into the Chinese the family's home. Below her. That's, yeah, that's right below her in the nice normal house. Uh, yeah. It lands on their table, just a bloody mess. And then dies. I mean, she doesn't die, but it's like, it makes it look like yeah. she's just dead immediately. You're like, yeah. oh, but she only fell a few feet. Because she's like smoking. She was like cooked. Yeah, maybe she got zapped. Yeah. Um, it wasn't very clear. It was all happening like in a weird blur. Right. And everybody who was upstairs is now downstairs. Uh, they're trying to get her to wake up. Uh, except for Moses. Moses is still upstairs fighting with yeah, the well, robot. Because he tried to go help her he turns to go check on her and then the robot like grabs his foot right because it didn't um, fall it's still hanging on yeah, still hanging on uh and is this is when he gets bit uh by the robot um tries to yeah, avoid he's, like, it for a fighting while. it and it's he's it, fighting it, it it pokes him yeah right through arm. his trench coat yep um and then he like takes a really long time and like cuts off his sleeve with his knife because he's gonna suck the poison out yeah and it's like it's good to put a neurotoxin from one part of your body into your mouth where it spreads faster that's fine (laughs) he's a soldier i'm sure he learned something um i thought he was just gonna cut his arm off and be like okay i've stopped (laughs) yeah and then have two robot arms at the end like man what a film uh (laughs) but no he like cuts the sleeve off and things are slowing down and that same song is playing over and over again uh, as everything's really slow. And then downstairs, they put like a bandage on Jill's head and somehow she got a baseball bat and she's like, let me go back upstairs and save Moses. And they can't stop her. It's great. Yeah, she's got a baseball bat. What else are you going to do? Who gave her but this she's bat? she's not even swinging at them. She's just like walking up the stairs and they yeah. can't stop her. And now she is directly responsible for every other bad thing that happens in this movie. Yeah. Um, Because she goes upstairs where, like, the, the the room was locked. She could have left well enough alone. The thing would have been stuck in there for good. But no. She goes upstairs. She runs inside to go save Moses and confront uh, the Mark 13. Um, what happens here? Shades gets trapped outside. They're trying to open the door. The door is, like, opening and closing. Um, so, yeah. Um, when it when it when it stabbed Moses, mm-hmm. the robot needed more juice, and so it went over to the main console, and then it decided to do the musical number from Ferngully. That's right, <laughs> and hold on to the wires and like do a Tim Curry. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, and that's when it like you know is is controlling it, the doors. It, yeah, it shorts the doors. Like yep. That. Uh, which closes on one of the security guys and squeezes him in half. Uh, 
he like is holding a gun and he shoots the younger security guy uh while being squoze in half um and then it just like eventually just it's really gory uh the oh, gore yeah, in no, this film like is trails and it's kinds of... crazy yeah this door closes on this guy it's like a it's not a door it's like a it's, it's almost like, like an airlock on a cargo shutters. ship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a blast door or something. It's crazy. It's the kind of things that, like, when a ship is going down, close on their own. If you don't make it out, you're done. Um, yeah. That, that kind of thing. Um, it doesn't look safe. It's like, <laughs> it's no. a big jaws. Like, it's a door. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mo is, like, experiencing euphoria from being stabbed with this thing. Uh, he's just, like... And then, then something well, weird tripping. happens. He starts yeah. tripping, and he's like tripping. he he did the one cut on his arm, and then he starts uh, hallucinating that bugs are coming out. So he's dicing his arm more. Yeah, it's this whole part yeah. is just very very strange. It's like it's a drawn, fever dream for a couple seconds. It's drawn out a little bit too much. Um, she tries to communicate with Mark Thirteen through. Uh, like so it, yeah, it's tapped into it. the security system, and so she reverse hacks it in two seconds. Mm-hmm. But by, like, because it's it's connected to her her command console, so she just like, I've got you, fucker. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm inside your head or whatever. Yeah, it's it, like, it okay, shows us the pentagram circuit diagram. I really like that. Yeah, and then like, is it playing a recording of Moses? Because this is like what happened with Alvi. Uh, or is she channeling Moses? I don't or... know because she's questioning it and it's talking back in the recording of of Mo. Yeah, <laughs> of the two seconds of him saying, "This is a pre-recorded message. I cannot answer your question." Yeah. It's like <laughs> the rain is falling. It it can be destroyed by the rain. Uh, it's like, yeah, what? Very strange. Why would the robot communicate to her its own weakness? Yeah. Uh very strange. Uh but then she's like, Oh, it you know, we need to get it in the shower. Uh at this time, Shades, who um now the hero of the film, still tripping, manages to uh use his Zen like state to jump between the door that is rapidly opening and closing. Uh (laughs) just doing the dumb things that high people do. Um and uh yeah, uh this next bit is probably my favorite part of the robot cuz it's just a dude in a suit running through this house uh and it looks very silly. Uh cuz like when it's the puppet, it's this cool spidery thing with this like articulated head. And when it's the guy in the suit, it is such a guy in a suit. It's it's just there's no other way to describe it. It's stocky, uh its head doesn't move at all. Uh its arms flail like the uh uh Lost in Space robot. <laughs> um it's yeah it's 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 very it's, it like kind of like waddles because it's obviously way too heavy and off balance to to walk in uh it's pretty good um but she gets to chase her, or her into the bathroom um i think shade shoots it in the side of the head uh and the water gets turned on and then we get again that same song uh playing in the background as water comes down on the robot and it looks straight up and the rain absolves it of all its sins and it meets uh, God in the kingdom of heaven. Um, yeah, it starts <laughs> melting. Yeah, it starts <laughs> melting. And it has a little robot brain inside and it keeps the, the that's, that part's fun. 
Because there's not only the pentagram circuit, there's like a little glass brain in there. Yeah. And it um, just like, it all melts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, uh, it's weird. Um, yeah. Uh, very, very drawn out. It just, it just, this part of the movie just overstays its welcome so much. Uh, yeah. Just, it coming back three times is that's that's too many times for it to come back. Well, I think it's it's it, it's infinitely regenerating as long as there's True. some kind of power source. It's uh yeah. <laughs> is is it, is it a Christ allegory? We're not getting into that. Um, and uh yeah uh yeah you're right. Next morning, radio broadcast uh says that the Mark 13 has been approved by the government. Will be mass manufactured, bring in lots of jobs. Um. And uh, we'll help enforce a uh, cleaner and more pure tomorrow. Um, and By having no people. By having no people, yeah. Well, listen, uh, when we talk about the end of the world, we're talking about it in terms of us. Uh, everything else will do fine. Um, which, maybe maybe that's the right way to do things. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's hardware. Um, man, what a movie. Like, on paper... This sounds like it's got it's got great stuff going on, uh, you know, this like cool post-apocalyptic world, uh, self-repairing poisonous or venomous robots, um, you know, interesting stuff here. Uh, government overreach, what whatever you want to whatever whatever lens you want to look at this through, um, interesting, fun, but man. Uh, this film needs uh, another pass at editing. Uh, it needs to flesh some other stuff out, and uh, no more slow motion. You're not allowed to do that anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I should have. I meant to turn on like the commentary track, mm-hmm. but without the subtitles, I couldn't follow the movie. If I tried to watch the commentary track too, yeah, um, yeah, because I mean, that would have helped, especially if it was the director at the minimum, like mm-hmm. talking. But I would have also, in a pinch. Uh, taken like uh, Dylan McDermott or somebody in the cast, yeah, like talking about what was going on in the movie and like what was happening. Um, yeah, I yeah I was real like kind of sour on <laughs> on this one uh, on this rewatch. Um, I I liked again I th- I liked the blurb like the back of the box. Mm-hmm. like what it could be and the movie just kind of wasn't doing that for me um i like it aesthetically uh in, in in the world that it's like i'm more i'm interested in that like i want to see more of that but not like the version that they show in the movie right and the, it cri- the, you know the limited apartment building okay there's not a whole lot going on but the greater world so sounds cool yeah, it cribs from so much that you could get that fixed from 2080 or, you know, from yeah, Tank yeah. Girl or it from does another Yeah, pick, pick your poison. That that time yeah. that time in the world uh everything was doing that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um I'm reading some fun stuff here uh at the bottom of the Wikipedia page. Um everything had to be 80 yard because the the sets were built inside uh a abandoned roadhouse uh like um in London. So everything mm. was super super echoey because there's no proper soundproofing, so everything had to be eighty yard. And the film was originally specifically uh more British. 
but Miramax insisted on American leads. That's yeah. That that's something that was taking me out of the what? movie when yeah. um, I was like, I I knew Dylan McDermott was in there, but I didn't remember. I was like, why is everyone speaking American English when this is mm-hmm. Richard Stanley? Like it was throwing me off. Yeah, it's it's very very strange. Yeah, um, it popped up, and I'm going like, is was Millen, Dylan McDermott Australian? Like, no, no, mm-hmm. he's not. It's <laughs> nope. Uh, but uh yeah um that's pretty much hardware i guess um uh boy i had another thought about this but it just it just slipped my mind absolutely i guess um probably we'll end with talking about richard stanley for just a minute here uh at one point he was the golden boy for lovecraft movies uh we were all very excited uh he was about to do the dunwich horror right yeah. Um uh and then he got uh called out for some uh pretty egregious uh harassment claims. Um so all of that got canceled and taken away, rightly so. Uh but it makes you look at the William Hootkins character in this that was written by Richard Stanley himself, um and with a different light now. Um that uh monsterism and stuff, uh that hits a little too close to home. Because uh, the last time I watched this film, it was before Richard Stanley got outed as a as a pest. Um, so, just kind of yeah, has like that weird stink to it. Yeah, and it's um, no less disappointing, but like less egregious than um, not really being able to go back and watch Deeper Scrapers. Because that's that's mm-hmm. a whole mess right there. It sure um, is. <laughs> that direction piece of trash. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's the same. Like, oh, it's like th- th- that. That's what made me. I already had. I just forgot about the Stevie dude, and then watching, I was like, "Why is this guy here? This is not adding anything to the movie." He really um, doesn't other than okay, movie. yes, you've created someone that's gross to like become a the, the sacrificial lamb for the demon mm-hmm. um but then you killed off everybody else so it didn't matter yeah like the other the security guys weren't nasty dudes they were just regular dudes they're doing just, their job yeah there is a way to write that creep that would have been interesting and it would have been him leading her through the complex because he's a voyeur and has access to all the cameras him leading her through the complex as she's getting chased but to like to his trap like that would have been yeah if he's actually if, he, if he's saving her from the robot but it's right. in like a self-serving manner yeah which is like that's horrendous but that's more interesting yeah that'd be way more like interesting if you were going to do that like mm-hmm. and then have her just kill him right because like this whole movie is about seeding slowly seeding your power to an authoritarian regime yeah uh, and how everyone's just kind of slowly given up on X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, like, they start talking about having kids, and then they both, you know, at, independently, like, no, we're not doing it. And the, and even though she's upset about sterilization, they also agree not to have, that they're not having kids. Yeah, so, but that still is a contentious point. Like, it's, it's a yeah. real, like, that scene felt real, uh, it's like ham-fisted, like it's forced in there, to, mm-hmm. because it was not within the character that you're given for Mo. Like, right. it just seems like he's just 
now he's just a tool bag. Yeah. Like he didn't seem great, but now he seems real bad. And you're like, dude, get get him out of there. He didn't seem great. Yeah, he got worse and like this For no reason. Ne- like it's just this like, character what? would never want to be a dad. Like you you know he's he's got a samurai sword on a backpack. This guy doesn't want to be a dad. Um yeah, it's just well, I mean, then he's totally dismissive of the thing that, like, she, uh, regardless of whether she's making a living at it or not, that that's not the point. But it's the thing that she does. It's her, it's her lively, or it's her, her art. Mm-hmm. That she that, that that that's her identity, like part of it. For this, yeah. it's like her whole identity. You don't get anything else. Um, she's a not an artist that works with metal. Um, and and other stuff but yeah Mostly she's dull. like this is not for you it's it's for me and so it doesn't matter like what you think about it because it's it's it doesn't have to have meaning to you mm-hmm. um and like that's on point okay but he's so like he went out of his way to like spend a lot of money to to buy her things to because he knows that she likes that stuff mm-hmm. so then he's disparaging it afterwards it's just he just seems like a, a, a douche this guy's he's terrible yeah he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna give this gift to this girl because she lets me take a shower at her house and sleep with her and then like it that's it like he has yeah, he's no, not bringing anything to the party no vested interest in her 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 as a anything other than a biological woman like you know something something for him to maybe have a kid with i don't maybe that's what they're going with yeah but then he's like like, i don't want kids so it's like it's just what the the whole thing's a chauvinist mess honestly yeah yeah Um, there's a lot of problems going on with this yeah um like you can i can agree with her point of view because that gives her agency in all like forms of it it's her it's her it's her life. It's her apartment. Mm-hmm. It's her world. Um, she's in control of it, and anyone that steps in uh, gets killed because yeah. because they're not <laughs> they're not allowing or they're not uh, not allowing they are not um, acknowledging her agency mm-hmm. to their detriment. Yeah. So if you're it's looking it. at that as like um, the in light of what the movie's saying about um like fascist authoritarian regimes mm-hmm. that are just like the the people are only there as um commodities and produce like you're only there to serve a function right yeah you're a cog yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and she's not um She's not willing to just do that. Yeah. But it, everyone like, that comes in, everyone wants something from her. The world treats her. It's, it's that they want something from her or they dismiss her outright. Like when yeah. she calls security and says, hey, there's been a dude at my door every night, like stalking me. And the security guy can't even look at the monitor to like. Talk yeah, they to don't her. even they don't even watch when it's happening. Yeah, and and like even when she's calling them, he's distracted because he wants to play chess or whatever. He's like, like whatever, just whatever. I'll keep yeah, yeah they're, they're just they're not they're not giving her yeah like due diligence when they don't want something from her. They're entirely dismissive of her. 
Yeah. Yeah. Bleak. <laughs> like the movie has it has stuff to say, but it's doing it like badly. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I can agree with her as a central character, but the movie's framing it like it's Mo is the central character, and he's not. He's yeah. actually terrible. <laughs> there, there isn't a framing device or story structure or anything here. Um, there, there, so there, there can't be. Well, there can be like non traditional storytelling, but that doesn't. That also does not exist here. Uh, so the setting up of protagonists and antagonists and stuff is just kind of left for the wind. Um, there's just, it's beautiful. It looks great. Uh, it didn't really care about its plot. No. Yeah. No, and it, and it didn't, it didn't, um, so it has a message. It's the message is ham-fisted. It's, it's stating it outright. It's not bothering to be subtle. And I think that had it not been as overt. Like mm-hmm. that can work, like say with Robocop. Yeah. Like you can't oh, yeah. deny like what it's doing and it's doing it on its, on it, but it's, but it's doing it in a way that's, um, more like satire. Mm-hmm. This isn't doing that. Right. This is like, here's a profound message, but we can't trust the audience. That's what it is. They it can't trust the audience to be smart. That's it. To it. Just tell you. It's, it's like, cutting but up our you stakes. didn't have to tell me. I could have just seen that with the imagery. It's, it's a mm-hmm. movie. You don't need to tell me. You can just show me. Yeah. And I think that's why it feels like it drags because it is, it is reiterating its own point, which if you are, you know, an active audience, you'd be like, I get it. And you don't need to see it again. And it, it loves to reshow you and, you know. And show you three times. Because... Show you three times. <laughs> because... And and take five minutes on it and put it in slow-mo and uh, make something look like they're trying to make a huge point out of something, but really they're just kind of dragging time out. I mean, even the end of this, uh, it goes back to that, uh, I think it's uh, that, that public image song as the, the nomad is wandering back out into the desert. Um, and that takes forever at the end of the movie you know it's yeah, it goes like on a, for a while before the it's like a roll. three minute cut yeah it's yeah. nuts uh they, they like went to morocco to film that like yeah it's just and it's just the desert so it's just the desert Means yeah nothing. and out of out of everything like i don't understand the symbolism of the nomad i get everything else I yeah. don't understand that character. I don't I don't understand it because he is obviously like he's the catalyst that like started this and then he's moving on to do it again somewhere else maybe. Maybe this is the seed that gets people to fight against the deployment of the Mark 13. I don't think so. So I think he's the devil. That would make more sense. <laughs> he's, he's like brought He's, he's summoned. He's summoned a demon, ball. Yeah, to wreck. To like to begin the apocalypse or whatever mm-hmm. the Mark thirteen passages. But because it's really weird because that when he when like I'm not up on Bible verses, but that particular one, it's not. It's like a hopeful one at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like it's about it's like man needs to suffer to do this thing. And yeah. then, then going through, yeah, going through this tribulation, you will get a reward at the end. Yeah. 
but that you, has you, nothing to do with like what the <laughs> what the you, movie did. You will ascend beyond your mortal needs and things like that. But yeah, it was like no. The end of the movie is um, you're just you're just feeding in the machine. Mm-hmm. It's like you defeated one, and that took like a lot of sacrifices to 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 kill the one thing. But now there's like endless of them coming out. Mm-hmm. So really, it's just saying that like everyone's screwed. Like no matter what you do, you're you're just paying into the your own end. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. Like I don't get like. And then the and then if if we're reading him as the devil, he's just off to go get more terrible things. Yeah, I, he could be like a Walter O'Dim type. You know, just Man in Black comes in from the desert, just absolutely wrecks the psyche of an entire town and leaves. Uh, that you know, I could see that. Um, the devil does the same thing. Um, just comes in. Uh, maybe, maybe Mo and Jill were like the last hope to have an actual child in that city, or something. Yeah, but then, then but but then them denying right. their. Uh their biological imperative mm-hmm. uh, wrecked the system. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, we're, we're, I think we're reaching at that point. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> there are no more straws to grasp at at this point. No. Yeah. Yeah. So on that, uh, let's wrap yeah, that's this hardware. up. <laughs> that's hardware, everybody. Um, I am going to uh, load all my robot parts into my backpack and walk back out in the desert. Um... If uh, the people want to find you on the internet, Dave, where should they look? I'm still on Twitter, but Twitter's not functioning real well at the moment. Um, it's <laughs> you can it, all of our contact information in the show notes. I I don't know where we're at anymore. <laughs> we're we're yeah. If you're listening to this, you already found us. So um, it's that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Oh, it's hard to places. know what to do. We're, we are between, uh, like that the friendster zone between MySpace and Facebook, where you're like, is this the next thing? And we really don't know, uh, yeah. what it is. But you can still find us at uh, monsterdeer.monster. Yeah, you can always that that will never change. You can yeah. always find us at that really cool, um, <laughs> website address. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to see uh, real metal art and not just the kind that they put in Hollywood movies, uh, you can find me on Blue Sky uh, at theuglymachine.bsky.social. Um, uh, there I am posting pictures of my forge, which is almost done being constructed. Um, I'm very, very, very excited about that. And um, I guess that's it for admin, man. Yeah, uh, what do we've got in the pipeline? So next week, oh, yeah, I'm excited about next. Yeah, week. I'm, yeah, I'm excited yeah. about this one. So we will be taking a look at the Mike Mignola, um, Bat, the, the DC Elseworlds, Batman: The Doom That Came to Gotham. Yeah, it was a three issue limited run in like 2000. Uh, but there was a movie that came out last year, an animated um, adaptation of it. So we will be covering both the three issue run and the animated adaptation of Batman, the doom that came to Gotham. And yeah. that looks just from the trailer, 
far more fantastical than the thing we just <laughs> watched. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it would I'm, have I'm to hyped. Be. And it's Mike Mignola. We've always it's Mike we've, Mignola, we've, yeah. we've covered. Um, I don't think we did Hellboy. No, maybe we did. We did Pan's oh. Labyrinth mm-hmm. and um, something else. I think maybe we did. It's been years. I'm yeah, not sure. We haven't. Anymore. I'm willing to. I'm sitting next to the full set of Library Edition Hellboys and Library Edition BPRDs. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I am a little bit of a fan. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. I um, I may have got it mixed up when we did the comic books for The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Because there was a Mike Magnola Witcher. Yes. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. We covered that. I, I can't that believe fun. I never heard of this Batman run. It was like peak when I was buying comics. Yeah, nothing. I Yeah, that yeah. was when I was getting back into getting stuff from the comic book store. Um yeah, but I just missed I think I wasn't big into DC stuff, so I was I was reading um wasn't image. It was uh um like it's like vision or something I'm sure. Vertigo? like independent um comic labels yeah. all right and um and then i've always been a big fan of uh, uh 2000 valiant comics was and valiant you, yeah you read, read lots of prince valiant <laughs> um i did like prince valiant but i liked um exo man of war yeah uh you know like what that. i said it as a joke but of course you've read it because I don't think there's a book you haven't read. I've read a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I've man. Seen a lot of movies. It's, it's, um, it's wild. <laughs> another, um, while we're on the topic of future things, um, I probably wouldn't be remiss um, in potentially covering uh, like uh, Techno Priest or um, The Inkle, any of the Jodorowsky um weird ass uh comics that stuff sure. great great I, and I'd strange and has tons of dune sort of vibes mm-hmm. yeah all right man all yeah. right i think that it's good. it's that time so we will say good night to you folks and we'll catch you next week with some batman that, that's gonna be some fun stuff yes uh, and um, until then, uh, watch out for venomous robots. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if they oh, get it... you, at least you'll die happy. Die happy, right? <laughs> die happy, everyone. Have a good night. Bye. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Monster Dear Monster is brought to you by Fireheart Media. If you enjoyed the show, please share this and all of our episodes with friends. And remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Word of mouth is the only way we grow. If you like, you can also kick us a few bucks to help us keep the lights on at ko-fi.com slash fireheartmedia. Check out our other show, Jalachan's Place, at www.jalachan.place.